Hello, thanks for listening to the Embodied Astrology Month Ahead Audio Horoscopes for Leo Season. This is Renee Sills, your astrologer and host of the Embodied Astrology Podcast. Along with these horoscopes, please make sure to listen to Embodied Astrology for Leo Season. This special episode called Glow Time focuses on Leo in the body, in life, in love, in relationships and experiences. Everybody carries Leo in their bodies. Everybody has Leo in their charts. And in this episode, I'll offer some attunements and healing practices for working with Leo in yourself and in your life. Also, please remember to check back in with me at the new moon and the full moon this month for some lunar attunement practices. On July 31st, we have a new moon in Leo, and on August 15th, we have a full moon in Aquarius. And both of those days, I'll be putting out meditations or embodiment rituals to help you attune with these lunar cycles. I want to offer a huge thank you to subscribers. Subscribers, thank you so much. You keep Embodied Astrology happening, and your monthly donations are what sustains this work. If you enjoy Embodied Astrology, please consider becoming a subscriber. You can subscribe at any amount per month. Really, even just $1 a month is so helpful. Your monthly subscriptions allow me to continue this work with steadiness and reliability. And if you get something out of Embodied Astrology, please help it to sustain, help it to continue. Subscribers also get access to my extended monthly horoscopes. And these extended forecasts include a PDF with planetary aspects and lunar cycles throughout the month, my interpretations for the energy of those aspects and cycles, and some embodied suggestions for how to work with this energy. You'll also get an extended audio horoscope that you can listen to that isn't sign-specific, but that goes through in detail a lot of planetary energy that I don't mention in your individual horoscopes. If giving a recurring donation isn't available to you at this time, consider a one-time donation, and please always share it with friends. This is the number one way you can support this project is by reposting it, forwarding on the emails, and telling your friends about it, giving five-star reviews on Apple iTunes podcasts or wherever it is that you listen. Finally, I want to give a brief plug for a special retreat that I'm offering later this year. From September 29th to October 3rd, I'll be offering a three-day residential retreat where we'll be working with embodied astrology. In this retreat, you'll learn a ton about astrology, you will work with your own chart, you'll get to prepare for the exciting astrology of 2020, and use your astrology and use the tools that I offer for how you embody astrology and the astrological potential to manifest your magic. Get more information at embodiedastrology.com under play and learn and live events. Your horoscope is coming right up. Stick around. All right, we're going to get into your horoscope now. As always, I just want to encourage you to listen with an open mind. Horoscopes are a general kind of art. There are a ton of people on the planet, and there are not only 12 kinds of people. So as I offer your horoscope, I'm offering general suggestions, and the energy that I'm receiving from the chart may or may not be applicable to you in exactly the way that I speak it. So please listen for the sentiment or the symbolism in what I'm saying. Apply it to yourself intuitively. If you associate to something that I'm saying, that's the right thing. You can go down that road. Listen a couple of times, 
ask questions to yourself, kind of consider all the different ways that you could think about what I'm offering, and always take what works, leave the rest. Remember that these horoscopes are simply suggestions here for your best benefit and positive evolution. I want to encourage you to listen to the horoscopes for at least your sun and your rising sign. Your sun sign is the season that you are born. It's what you answer when someone asks, hey, what's your sign? Your rising sign is the time of day you were born. Not everybody has this information. And so if you don't know your rising sign, your sun sign is awesome to listen to. Some people really get into listening for their moon signs, for their Venus signs. There are all different signs for all the planets in your chart. And really, many of the horoscopes could speak to you. So I hope you enjoy whichever ones you listen to. Hello, Aquarius. Welcome to Leo season. July 22nd through August 22nd is the season and Leo is the sign that is opposite to you. So this place in your chart, your opposite place, represents you in your social self. Um, your sign in your solar chart is your identity, your personality, um, kind of your appearance. And the opposite sign, which rules the solar seventh house, is uh, the place where we meet others. It's where we um, come into partnership, where we have agreements about how we want to relate and what we think relationship is all about. Leo in this place of your chart is a desire for warmth. I think it is um, an appreciation of uniqueness and heartfeltness. And as an Aquarian being um, who, of course, understands that the world is made up of many individuals all functioning as a whole, um, I think sometimes for Aquarius, you know, the objective perspective can get so large and um, the truth, I'm doing air quotes that you can't see, the truth of um, our kind of unimportance can, can be very um, normal for Aquarius. You know, it's like, oh, okay, no, no one person is actually that important. You know, there's this kind of cool, detached, objective sense with Aquarius. But Leo is the opposite of that. Leo is the presence, the moment, the spark, the uniqueness, the specialness, the potency, the poignancy of something. And this may be a quality that you seek out in your partnerships. That's one of the ways to um, read the significance of this place in the chart is it's what you're seeking out and the kind of people that you may be attracted to. It may also be that if you're attracting people who are like this, um, that it's something that you yourself would like to embody and project into the world. And so here we have Aquarius as a character who really stands out from the crowd. Um, the Aquarian eccentricity, the zaniness, the um, refusal to follow the status quo is one of the ways that Aquarius can manifest in a personality. And this may very well be Leo, you know, a kind of Leonine um, experience of relationship. Like I'm, I'm special, even if I'm not special, even if I don't recognize <laughs> myself as, you know, anything different than anybody else. Um, here I am not being everybody else, but being someone who's very different. And this kind of difference, this kind of, of specialness um, is 
actually a really important quality. And over the course of the next month, um, there's going to be a lot of energy moving into Leo. So as the sun moves into Leo on July 22nd, it's meeting up with Mars. Mars has been in Leo already for a few weeks. And this, um, this kind of attention that's coming into this part of your chart, Venus and Mercury will soon follow. All of this fire is going to be relating with your other social houses. So there's movement in Sagittarius, which I'm going to talk about, movement in Aries on the first day of Leo. The moon and Chiron are conjunct in Aries and there's this kind of feeling that I get for you around you in relationship actually claiming your sense of specialness and appreciating the specialness of others and allowing yourself to like lighten up if you're if you're an Aquarius who's um, maybe a little bit more serious as many Aquarians can be. You know, there can be a, a kind of like... Um, it is this kind of detached nature that Aquarius can have. It's a cool, uh, detached sign. And all the fire in your chart right now is suggesting that detachment is not always so fun. And you may be feeling a little tired of it. And there may be good reason for you to lighten up and enjoy other people for a minute. <laughs> and to let other people enjoy you. And how are you going to do that? You want to appreciate what is to be appreciated about people uniquely and about yourself uniquely and allow yourself to be appreciated. This feels like a, an important message for you this month. Um, okay, so let's take a look at what's going to be going on over the course of the next 30 days of Leo season. And I'll talk about some of the more notable aspects and transits. And if you are a person who likes a lot of astrological information, please consider becoming a subscriber. Um, when you subscribe, you have access to my extended forecast for Leo season. And that's a little bit over an hour. And I'm going to talk all about um, many details of the season and suggestions for how to work with them. It's not sign specific, but you're going to get your sign specificity now. And if you want more information, then check out um, that extended forecast and you can access it with pay what you can. So pretty easy to get it. On July 27th, Venus moves into Leo and Venus will transit Leo through August 21st. Venus, of course, is joining up with the Sun and Mars, both in Leo. As Venus moves into the sign, it brings its benefic, gentle, beautiful, loving qualities with it. As I mentioned a moment ago, there is activity in the other fire signs in Aries and in Sagittarius, and Venus is going to be aspecting um, Chiron as it comes into Leo, and then as it moves through the sign, kind of about midway through its transit, it's going to come into a trine with Jupiter. So there's a lot of energy over the course of Leo season for you to be in social spaces and for you to enjoy yourself in them. Please get out to some parties, some barbecues. Um, engage with your friends, and there may actually be um, some pretty fun romantic possibility this month. Um, whether you are partnered or unpartnered or poly or something, there's like a lot of energy in 
the, the friends and the partners spaces. And there's also energy for you to be doing some important reflection and healing work um, in terms of your own communication and how much you let in and probably how you absorb other people's energy. I think you're recognizing something about your part in relationships. And the more that you recognize whatever this is about how you kind of hold yourself, how you exude your own energy, how you listen um, and also how you speak, then you start to shift. You slide through into another layer of um, evolutionary practice in your relationships. And over the course of Leo season, you're really helped by fun. Okay, so l- let loose a little bit. On July 31st, there's a new moon at eight degrees of Leo, and this is also the day that Mercury turns direct at 24 degrees of Cancer. So a new moon is always a great time to begin a new cycle. So we can set an intention for the next year, say until next year's new moon in Leo. Consider what it is that you want to cultivate in your relationships over the upcoming 12 months. How are you ready to experience yourself as a social being in a different way? What are you calling in in terms of your important partnerships and committed relationships? What do you want to give to others and what are you wanting to receive. Make sure to check in with Embodied Astrology that day for some um, new moon practice with me. As Mercury turns direct, uh, projects that you began at the beginning of the retrograde um, at the summer solstice around June 21st may be ready to move forward. Um, Think back on the previous three weeks, kind of notice what you notice. Mercury was retrograde in your seventh house of uh, others and in your sixth house of day to day. So you may recognize that there's something about your schedule and your life or how you're taking care of yourself, your mental, emotional, and physical health that can shift in order for you to be more present, available, happy uh, in your relationships. There may be something that needs to actually shift in the way that you are structuring your life um, for you to engage with others in the way that you want to. On August 15th, uh, oops, I jumped, jumped forward in my notes, excuse me. On August 11th, Jupiter turns direct Uranus stations retrograde and Mercury moves into Leo. So Jupiter is stationing direct um, in Sagittarius. Sagittarius rules your 11th house of friends, networks, wider social uh, spheres, and also hopes, wishes, worries for the future. In this part of the chart, we have your awareness of greater social experiences, how you're thinking about your communities, your culture, how you want to be relating with the world, with um, kind of the, the issues, right? And the topics and the movements and this kind of stuff. Since April 10th, Jupiter has been retrograde in this part of the chart. There may be some kind of reflection process you're in. How are you learning through your experiences with these realms of your life? What's coming up for you in terms of your friendships, in terms of your access to the larger world, in terms of your participation with um, social movement and cultural movement? How do you want to be engaging yourself in these spaces? What do you you hope to put out into the world. And as Jupiter turns direct, um, there 
there's more energy for you then to extend yourself. Um, there may be again, as you kind of recognize what it is in you that um, allows other people to approach you, that allows you to be receptive to them as you kind of are getting stimulated um, in so many ways by the personal planets in your solar seventh house of partnership and relationship, there may be more recognition of um, how this extends into the greater world. So the the ways that you relate with someone one-on-one, you recognize, oh, okay, this works, that doesn't work, this is what happens when I do this thing. Um, and then like you, you, you get something, it clicks. And you can then apply this awareness in a much larger way to many relationships. Um, There's a lot of learning for you to do with community over the course of the next five months um, until the end of the year. And again, I just really want to encourage you to get out into social spaces. There's quite a lot um, for you there. Uranus is stationing retrograde in Taurus. Taurus rules your solar fourth house of home, family, lineage, and security. As Uranus stations retrograde, um, you may experience some turbulence at home. Some of you may choose to move, to relocate, to change something up in your house. Um, This is a very literal interpretation of this transit, but I've seen it happen again and again um, that, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to remodel that room in my house. I want different colored paint on the walls. I'm going to completely redo the garden or something like that. So there may be some kind of motivation for you to really shake things up at home a little bit. Um, Uranus is retrograde until January. And the day that it turns direct is also the same day that Saturn and Pluto come together in their conjunction, which you may have heard me talking about if you're an EA listener regularly. Um, And this is a really important transit. So the the astrological world is a fire about it. You know, it's like something we're all really excited about. And this is happening on January 12th. And what this looks like to me in terms of my interpretation of this is pretty deep um, kind of fundamental core level reorganization for you. Uranus is retrograde in the part of the chart that yes, has to do with the literal home, but also has to do with the metaphoric home. And here we have issues of your ancestry, kind of your entrainment, how you feel comfortable, how you have a sense of belonging in the world, how you feel yourself at home, regardless of what kind of space you're in. And there's some kind of push right now for you to update that awareness layer. Like you want to feel more confident. You want to feel more secure in your life. And you're recognizing that in order to do that, you're going to have to take some more risks. You're probably going to have to shake off some rigidity or uptightness that you may have inherited from your family. You may have been carrying it for a really long time. You may experience it in relationship to your physical home. So some people may have, um, you know, some kind of awareness of like, Oh, I'm o- I only feel comfortable if I can like control my environment or something like this. But how often can we control our environment? Rarely. So you're recognizing that you can find comfort within yourself in different ways. And over the course of these next five months, this is kind of your practice. Like, how do you want to feel comfortable in your space? You want to, again, you want to change things up, but you want to make more space 
right now. You want to make more space in your psyche, in your subconscious. And um, the sense that I get is is the rest of this year, it's like you're kind of going through the basement of, of your psyche and you're like, what's this box? It's been sitting here since I was one month old. You know, you're opening it up and going, oh, okay, like I don't need this stuff anymore. And then you're just kind of like clearing through stuff at a really um, pretty fast rate. So then on August 15th, there is a full moon at 22 degrees of Aquarius. Of course, this is your sign. And this full moon feels like an illumination for you. It's like, aha, I'm understanding something about myself right now. So what I was just talking about in terms of Uranus's retrograde, the way that you are wanting to clear things out through your psychic uh, space, through your subconscious, the way that you might be needing to make adjustments and rearrangements in the home space or in the family space. All of the energy that's coming into your relationships is providing you so much reflection material. And around this full moon, you may get a sense of perspective on yourself that feels quite new. So please make sure again to check in with Embodied Astrology on the 15th for a full moon ritual of some kind and some um, support with that lunation. On August 15th, Mercury is also completed its shadow, the retrograde shadow. It is in Leo. It's back up to full speed. You are definitely supported now to move forward with all of your projects, your plans, etc. And um, because this is the day that Mercury com- completes its shadow, it's this full moon that is energizing the axis for you of self and other. Again, I just really want to kind of emphasize that you are ready for a shift in how you're relating to the world in general, to other people in general. On August 17th, Mars enters the sign Virgo. It will transit Virgo through October 4th. On August 21st, Venus enters Virgo. It will transit the sign through September 15th. And then finally, on August 23rd, the sun will enter Virgo and it will transit there um, through September 21st. Now, all of this energy coming into Virgo, all of these personal planets coming into Virgo brings stimulation to your solar eighth house. The solar eighth house is the place of shadow. It is where we come into contact with the kind of deeper emotional subtext of our relationships, where we get emotionally hooked with other people, our entanglements, our insecurities, our jealousies, our fears, and our hopes. It's really thick emotional material, stuff gets all wound up in all kinds of things there. And of course, in relationship, the um, emotional subtext of um, both people or all people uh, then gets combined. So this is like the sticky stuff of relating. And um, as we get into this kind of movement, I think your awareness now can penetrate into these deeper layers of your own being. So the psychic clearing that I was already talking about, this is going to get a real boost as all these planets come into Virgo for you. I really want to encourage you to be gentle with yourself. This place in your chart has a lot of potential um, trauma in it. And even if it's not heavy duty trauma, there's shame, there's insecurity, there's fear. Um, this place in the chart is the house of death and death is scary for all of us, whether it is the death of a person that we love, our own death, or the death of a relationship, the death of a phase of life or something like this. So whenever we encounter loss, it's the natural tendency um, of the human organism to grasp at, at life or, or continuity. 
Um, it's hard for us to be in a space of unknowing. So the sense that I get is as we get um, into the later part of Leo season and this Virgo energy starts to predominate, that there is actually um, maybe some stirring of content for you that's going to bring stuff to the surface. And please be gentle with yourself. Um, Virgo has a tendency to micromanage details and to be very critical. And if you get into a psychological space where you're recognizing things, um, again, your mind as an Aquarian can be very objective. You can see a big picture, but you can also be kind of harsh. And um, my hope for you is that as content arises, you can treat it gently and really practice a sense of compassion and um, a, a larger context of love. Um, don't blame yourself for ways that you have been because um, you were born into like, you know, a family and families are messed up. Um, don't, don't get down on yourself. Try not to critique yourself too much. And also um, if stuff arises in your relationships, because again, this place in the chart is the subtext of relationship, the kind of deeper emotional context, um, resist picking other people apart. So there's potentially some agitation that can come in with these planets and you will use them the best if you um, maintain the priority with the details. So your priority is healing. Your priority is being whole, recognizing yourself as a whole being um, and supporting that in all of your relations. So when details come up and they catch your attention, you can appreciate them, but try not to sever things, separate them, judge them, label them, etc. Okay, that's what I have for you for this month. Um, I am wishing you all the best in Leo season. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye for now.